Welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast, your number one opinion source for all things entertainment. Join host Marco Mazzola as he sounds off on the latest movies, TV, music, gaming, comic books, and more. Now, here's the man of the hour, Marco Mazzola. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Entertainment Rants podcast. I am your host, Marco Mazzola, and today I am joined by two guests. I have Amy. Say hello. Hi. Amy is my wife, and we have her sister, my sister-in-law, Sam. Hey, guys, I'm back. She is back. All right, so today we're going to be talking about guilty pleasure movies. Uh, I pulled off a few lists off the Internet, so I thought we'd kind of go there. So basically the definition we found out for a guilty pleasure movie is basically a movie that is not highly regarded as far as a movie goes. It's quality. Um, not a lot of critics liked it or people, but we like them anyway. We watch them and maybe we don't really like to tell people that we watch them because of the, you know, uh, feedback we might get from them as to why you would be watching that movie. Um, but there's a few on there on the list that I found that just didn't make any sense that they're on the movie because sometimes they are highly regarded movies or very well-liked movies. Um, but uh, some of them, like like I found one that's on Home Alone is on the list. That doesn't make any sense. I think a lot of people do like that movie. I like um, that movie. It's yeah, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade <gasps> is on one of the lists. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Right, exactly. Love, Willy I... Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It didn't make any sense. Some of the lists just didn't make any Willy sense. Wonka but which Willy Wonka, though? The first the origi- one yeah, or the, the Johnny Depp one? No, the, the original. The Garbage. Original. Like the Johnny Depp one would totally be a guilty pleasure movie. It wasn't very well regarded. Uh, I hate I the first you, Willy Wonka. It freaked you, me out. Why is that? Why? I didn't like it. I didn't like, I thought Willy Wonka was creepy. I didn't like the Oompa Loompas, the whole thing. The I Oompa just, Loompas are shady no, they're, as they're, hell. Yeah, they're, they're great. Creepy. They're extremely oh, creepy. I hated that movie. Yeah. I mean, as you watch as a kid, because that's when you watched it originally, you know, it's that old, you know, it, it was, it was, there was definitely some creepy scenes to it. The, the theory, the, I mean, the book is like that too, you know, and the kids just start, you know, getting picked off one by one. But isn't that the entire point that they're bratty and they're supposed to be getting picked off? Like, it isn't is. that their retribution? Like, isn't that the factory's retribution? It absolutely is, but it's not like a situation where they're just being like, "Hey, you're being naughty. Go sit in the corner." It's like, "All right, you're being naughty. You're now getting sucked into the you know yeah. chocolate How river, or you're being well, into y'all the trash, shouldn't have stuck your face in the river. He gave you rules. <laughs> he did How give you the warning. Is that not creepy? It's, it's like totally the hung- creepy. it's like the Hunger Games. I couldn't yeah. sleep like when the chocolate, yeah. oh my god, it's like the Hunger Games. Yeah. Game. So, no, it definitely wasn't. But then in that movie, within that movie, there's the boat scene, which is the height of creepy, right? Because you're seeing all that imagery with the worms and the things and the chicken getting pecking and stuff. Like, that was that was the part of the movie that always creeped me out. The rest of the movie I loved. And I always wanted to be in that main chocolate room where everything was made out of candy. Oh, good Lord, I would have loved that. I'm like, all right, and board up the door. I'm here. I'm fine. Uh, and that would have been it for me. So, yeah, that's definitely um, a guilty pleasure movie, I guess. People... Do like it. Um, so, all right, let's go around the table, basically, and list. We will talk about each individual one as to why. So, uh, who wants to start? Sam wants to start. Okay, Sam wants right. to start. What's your what's the sort of the top of your list for Guilty Pleasure movies? So, anything really with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, sort of those, like, sort of those Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, like, we'll go to Australia, or our lips are sealed, or, like, Mary-Kate and Olsen. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen take Paris. Like those were some of my favorites. I don't know how we top that. Oh, I, I don't know either. I thought you were gonna say the Rugrats movie. Don't you be coming to the Rugrats like that, Amy? <laughs> Do you know how many times I saw the Rugrats movie? <laughs> That's awesome. So what was your favorite Mary Kate and Ashley movie? I dare to ask. Oh, our lips are sealed, the one where they get set and put into the FBI witness protection program because they witnessed a murder. 
and they keep blabbing everywhere they go that they're in witness protection, which I don't understand why they wouldn't have just gotten thrown out, but apparently they are so bad they had to send them to Australia. All right. So what what about that movie then like works for you and makes you want to watch it over and over again? Because that's the whole point, right? They're movies that aren't really great movies, but we watch them over and over again. Oh, I wanted to be them. I wanted to get to go to Australia. I wanted to get to wear all the cool clothes. I wanted to get to go on a boat and this and I wanted to get to fight bad guys and run around Australia. You've and been on a boat. Boys. You've been on a boat. Yeah, but it was like a yacht, Amy. Not in Australia. And not in Australia. <laughs> That's awesome. Fantastic. I love it. Oh. I wanted to go on a boat. You've been on a lot of boats. Let's just take that one <laughs> off the list. Let's just uh, remove that. These are the times where I wish this wasn't just an audio format. <laughs> if you could see what's happening here in the studio. That's fantastic. All right. So that's one from Sam. Amy, over to you. So you told me it isn't a guilty pleasure movie, but it's one. I, clue. I love. Yeah, but that's on a list. That is I on know. a list. I wouldn't think it is. It's I a know. pretty well-liked movie, but it's kind of a cult I classic movie. I love Clue. I think me I too. Just, I love, I mean, I think it's like really, really well-written. Mm-hmm. I love the the final scene where they're all running around back and forth between the rooms. Where they keep going over and, and over again. They keep going over and over and over again. Yeah, yes. Endings. One by one by one by one by one. I love that. Four I, plus two plus one plus one. Yes. Um, no, it's, one, it's two plus one no. plus one plus one. There are certain, in high school, like my group of friends watched it. We watched it all the time and mm-hmm. we would quote certain lines, like the flames, flames from burning. the sides of my Side head. Of my head. Burning, Heaving, burning. Breathing, breathless flames. Yes. Isn't yes. that Mrs. White? Yes, Madeline Kahn. It's Mrs. White, yes. And, um, and, and the other line about flies are where men are most vulnerable, that whole exchange. We, yes. Yeah, we go back and forth with that. Like, I love that movie. Yeah, I it think. is riddled no. with quotable lines. It yes. really the is. The last good. line in that movie is good, though, where um, Professor Plum goes, I'm going home to have sex <laughs> with, with my, my wife. wife. <laughs> That's right, because he plays homosexual throughout the entire show, and then at the end he's real. He's not. Yeah. Just playing, but yeah, that is that's on my list. That's on my, my list of top ten like favorite movies of all time. Yeah, you Tim, know, I, I think Tim Curry too is just like masterful. And that, that is I like height of Tim so, Curry for me. Oh god, he's so great. He played a great Wadsworth. He, you know, the reveal at the end was fantastic. I, I love his performance in that. He's really funny, and you don't expect it. And you don't see it coming. So I think more than like. So that makes me think, because you know, um, more than like guilty pleasure movies, but like Psych, right? Which mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a super highly regarded show, but I love that show. But it was pretty show. well liked, but yeah. But I, but and that, that episode in particular, the Clue one, is right. one of my favorites. Yes. Like where they favorite. spoof Clue, that is yeah. one of my favorites. So it would make you feel like the Clue movie is more of a mainstream and mm-hmm. people really like it, so how could it be a guilty pleasure? But I think you're right. I mean, it's it's been on a few lists, and when I research, it's on a few lists. I mean, I, I feel like it's definitely... And when I think of like cult classics, I think more of like Rocky Horror, right? Like the Rocky Horror mm-hmm. Picture Show. That to me is more is, like but Clue another is on there Tim because Curry it's a very movie. quotable movie. Another so, Tim yep. Curry movie, yep. But it's a very quotable movie, so people kind of do the same thing as they do to Rocky Horror. I mean, they don't dress up like it essentially, but they do quote it. Like mm-hmm. they'll just sit there quoting the movie as it's playing. So that's definitely one that people do, and that's kind of why it's one of those cult classics. People watch it from a while ago. What did you think? Well, I think there also has to be a certain level of kitsch that you have to buy into mm-hmm. for any mm-hmm. type of cult classic to work. Yep. yep. And Clue definitely has that. It has that buy-in feature. Like, if you're not bought in, yep. then why are you even watching? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good point. Yeah, and it was one of those, like, made from a game into a movie that, to me, worked. Right? Like, video games and board games. There's been a lot of movies that, like, Battleship. Not a great movie. Right? They made a video. Ugh, they made a board terrible. game into a video into a movie. 
Did right? they really? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great at all. But uh, um, I don't who, know. Hopefully, who hopefully could that could possibly have seen that coming? Right. But Clue was one of those ones that really worked. Right. They took the the board game and made it. A real movies and it really it really paid off so all right so we have that one um so i'm looking at some of the lists and i'm looking one of mine that i love is called big trouble in little china with kurt russell i i thought that didn't that win awards um no i don't think so it was in 86 i don't maybe it did i have to look it up on imdb but i don't know that it won any awards but okay maybe so for like uh, for those of us that don't know what you're talking about maybe give us a little synopsis yeah it's a little synopsis of big trouble little china kurt russell plays a truck driver uh jack burton and he's friends with a guy who lives in chinatown they own a big you know chinese restaurant and things like that and basically the backstory is within chinatown in san francisco there is a um an old ancient, you know, being who has lived through centuries is now trying to come back to real life. So he needs um, women who have green eyes to be able to marry them and then kill one of them or kill one to then become flesh and blood again. He's got a curse on him, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, there's, you know, it's all demons and, and monsters. And it's really, it is like one of those movies where there's, you know, people dressed up as monsters, right? And you can see it's obviously somebody dressed up as a monster. So, you know, the costume, it's, but it's really, it's a big movie. And it always has been, and it's one of those movies that's quoted a lot, and it gets watched over and over and over again. But it's definitely one of those sort of a cult classic movie again. So it seems like a lot of the cult classic movies tend to be also a guilty pleasure movie, right? Because it's not a mainstream movie that everybody will watch. Kim Cattrall is in it, too. Yep, Kim Cattrall is in it. Yeah, those are the two big names in there. Um, there's a few other ones that have now you know, gone on to other things. Um, the main guy who plays Lo Pan, can you get his name for me? Yeah, James Hong. James Hong. He is that typical classic, like, if you need the Asian actor, he's your guy. He's been in yeah. everything. He's still working today. He played um, in... Um, uh, Kung Fu Panda. He plays Poe's father. The oh, duck. the duck. That's his father. Mm -hmm. That's him. That's James Hong. So he's, he's a very classic actor. He's been around in everything, and he plays Lo Pan. Donald Lee too. I feel yeah. like has been in everything. Which one was he? He was Eddie Lee. Yes, Eddie. Yep, yeah. Eddie. He's, he's been, been in a lot. He's been of a lot stuff. of stuff as well. Absolutely. So he just again one of my favorite movies. It's martial arts based, so that obviously helps. That you know plays right into my wheelhouse. Um, martial arts since I was eight years old. So you know that's definitely one of the movies that caught me when I was a kid and watched over and over again. Again, it's uh, what is it rated there? Is it PG thirteen? And I don't think it's R, but it, it, it could possibly be. But I think it's PG thirteen. Um, but definitely when I you know it came out in eighty six and I was only ten. When it came out, probably shouldn't have been watching that movie. I know a lot of, you know, Amy and I talk about this constantly. Um, things that I used to watch and listen to when I was a kid that probably at like, you know, six to ten years old probably shouldn't have been watching or listening to. Christian's not watching this one at six to ten. No, probably not. Probably not at ten years old. I don't. I can't find it right no. here. It's right. got a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, well, there you go. 7.3 on IMDb. I think more people might like this than you think, dear. I, no, I definitely know people like this. It's, it's, a, it's a great movie, and like I said, it's a cult classic movie, so it's weird that it's on a guilty pleasure movie list. I don't, I I don't really, like, I don't really feel like you should be feeling guilty about watching this movie at I all. I feel like guilty pleasure movies also fall into like that sci-fi fantasy or they fall into comedies like you don't really see and a lot, of, see, horror. And a lot, a lot of, of horror a lot of horror you don't see a lot of guilty pleasure being dramas they just call them bad yeah exactly. like they just call them bad and then we never talk about them again right yeah and you don't watch them over and over again i think you do have to watch like a lot of like the com the comedy stuff like that things that you can re-watch over and over again you're laughing what's going on you know because i'm looking at this 1990s movies about, about like guilty pleasure movies and the water boy is on there yeah, I can see that one. I can well, yeah, see that. It, you know, I like it, the I actually I like the Waterboy too. Not one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies, no, but it's I, up there. Um, it it was definitely it was it was weird. It was a weird movie that kind of like 
you know, the with the character he portrayed because he was definitely mentally you know handicapped it was almost like they were making fun of him so i think that doesn't get regarded yeah. as one that you're going to mainstream especially now i don't know that that plays in 2021 doesn't feel good no it's definitely not a feel good movie because you're basically making somebody making mm-hmm. fun of somebody who has that condition so i don't know that in 2021 you know as woke as we are it doesn't really play anymore no. so what you is your movie. favorite adam sandler uh happy gilmore it's still it's Hell still it's yeah. it, you know, like that's one of the originals you know what i mean like you can't you're shaking your head big daddy Big Daddy, that's definitely more of a feel-good movie. I like that one. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great movie. Better. Happy Gilmore is a funnier movie. I think it's it's a definitely a funnier movie. It, mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? It, it has more comedy in it on purpose. So that's why it's definitely regarded as a higher movie than Big Daddy. So it's one you'll see more often played you know, on yeah. TV, rerun TV, than, than you will see a Big Daddy. But a good movie. I did like Big Daddy as well. But Adam Sandler, definitely guilty pleasure movie, Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights. Is that the... It's the animated one. Yeah, the Hall- not Hall- the Christmas one, right? It's, oh, the, the, it's the, uh, Hanukkah. The, oh, the Hanukkah. It's what the did Hanukkah I say? Christmas? Oh, my God. Christmas. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you see which one I celebrate? Uh, yeah, Hanukkah. It's the Hanukkah, Hanukkah movie. One. That's right. Oh, because he has the Hanukkah song. It's yeah. in there. I haven't seen that yeah. whole thing. I never got to a chance to watch the whole thing. It's, the Hanukkah song is obviously in there. So if anybody doesn't know, every single year at Thanksgiving, my family would just constantly play the Hanukkah song while we were traveling down to the vineyard for Thanksgiving vacation. It was interesting. It was, it was a good time. We sang it quite a bit. Yeah. We, we had fun. Yeah. They said had I couldn't play. He's had a few different versions. They like said I couldn't play times. mostly, and this was before we were together. They said that I couldn't play Christmas music yet, so I played the Hanukkah song. There you go. Hanukkah In song. protest. <laughs> In <laughs> protest. Multiple times. Yeah. Um, I have, so I have another guilty pleasure movie. I was just looking at this list. Yeah. Um, and you've probably seen it, but I bet you haven't. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that's been on the list too. I loved that yeah, movie. Yeah, I'd have to okay, say. Okay, so not to date myself, but wasn't that a TV show? And then the yeah. spinoff was Angel? But it was a yes, movie, but the movie, but it was movie, movie first before with Christi, that. With Christy Swanson. And I really had no desire. Donald Sutherland. And I had no desire to see it, but my friends were going to the movies. Mm-hmm. I think I was in, it must have been in junior high. And they were going to the movies. And I remember I was like, all right, well, what's the worst? I it cost five dollars, so I'm really dating myself. It cost five dollars <laughs> to go to the movies then during the day. So I was like, "What the hell? What the heck? It's five bucks." So I went. I loved it. It was such a good movie. It I was. Just, I enjoyed that movie she too. She was really like, she was strong. She was powerful. Yeah. She wasn't silly. She wasn't campy. Like you could take her really seriously. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was. That's such not exactly a good why movie. I watched the movie, but yes, we definitely have different point of views to why I watched the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was Christy Swanson. Let's just face it. Let's well, just get out there. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like I thought, I was, I was worried it was going to be like super cheesy and campy, and she was going to be like a helpless. Well, it is kind of cheesy and campy. To no, a no, certain no. Degree. But yeah, but yeah, Paul Rubens in there, but in an okay way. Um, why am I hearing music? I don't know. Okay, so um, you do. It was cheesy and campy, but not in a bad way. Not in a way, I like it wasn't over the top for me, cheesy and campy. Yeah. And it wasn't like, she also wasn't, you know, sometimes female superheroes are helpless and there always has to be like a man who comes in and saves right. them. And she didn't have that. Like she no. was just herself. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was awesome. My favorite part is, is Paul Rubens in that movie. He played one of the vampires. Remember at the end, they she, they took off his arm and he's sitting there kicking the wall. He's like, ah, ah. And he's just kicking. He just stops and he's stopping. And all of a sudden you hear him kick the wall. Ah, ah, ah. Is he ah, the one? Was he the ah. one who was floating outside the window and was like, come on, man. Invite me in. Invite me in. Was that him? Um, He was one of them. Yeah. He was like one of the main Because you vampires. have to invite them. Like you have right. to invite them yeah, in. Yeah, vampires can't come in until you invite them in. Until so. you invite them in. So it was like. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was one of the main ones. So that, I, that, that, I really loved it was that just that, that ending part. It was like after the credits and he's yeah. still like, he's been hurt and you know, he's, and you don't know what happened to him. So all of a sudden they just yeah. pick up after the credits and he's sort of hunched over with his arm missing. And he's complaining about it. He's just moaning and bunning and he kicks the wall. I've got two more, but right. they're more like, I think they also fall into that, that like most of my guilty pleasure movies are like culty. They've got a definite fan base and they're more like comedy based. And then I've got one sci-fi. Okay. Um, so my sci-fi one is Galaxy Quest. I've never watched the whole thing. Me either. Oh, it's For so some good. reason, it just never struck my interest. I know it's a huge movie. People love that movie. It's Alan Rickman, and they're making yeah. fun of Star Trek. I love all the parts, all the people in there. Sigourney Weaver's in there. Tim Allen's, Allen's in, in there. there. I mean, it's just a, it's a overall. It's a, I know the guy it's who to be plays Monk, movie. Tony Shalhoub, is Tony in there. Tony Shalhoub's in there. That's right. Yeah. So my my knowledge of movies is weird because I watched a lot of movies and TV shows, but even the ones that I haven't watched, I know stuff about. Which is really, it just sticks with me for some reason. So, like, I know who the cast is, I know what the movie's about, but I haven't actually watched the whole movie, which is strange. I, I, it happens a lot to me. I don't know why. I've never watched Fargo. All right, oh. I know it's supposed to be a great movie, but I remember sitting in my kitchen and the the entry, the opening scene with the snow and the you know the the, the machine comes up, but basically it comes through, and I'm watching it and I see that part and I go, oh, this must this is Fargo, and then Fargo the title comes up. I'm like, okay, well, I probably should turn this off now because I know the movie. I've never seen it, but I know by its opening before the title comes up. That was a little weird for me. I don't even know what to say to that. I know. It's weird. It's like I can pick up the movie, but I've probably seen a, a trailer for it or something like that. And it stuck with have. me. I thought it was really good. I saw it. Yeah. It's really it it's it's really suspenseful. Mm-hmm. It's very like Francis McDormand is great in it. Yeah. They're all really great in it. Steve Buscemi's great in it. Um Is it Billy but, Billy Bob in there? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think Billy Bob is in there too. Yeah. It's been years and years and years since I've seen it, but yeah. it was really well done. But it's intense. Yeah. It's one of those movies that like you watched it and it's great and it's intense, but you're you not in a rush wa- to you're not in a rush to watch it again. Right. You never want to relive that suspenseful so feeling. So kind of like it, it's it's not a perfect analogy, but kind of like I saw Schindler's List once. Mm. I, I don't know if I can ever go through that emotional sure. <laughs> Yeah. Upheaval again. It's Not great to, to have watched the, it because it's a, yeah. it's a piece of cinematic history. Yeah. You know, won obviously a ton of awards, including Best Picture. Yeah. Um, Not to compare that to the Holocaust, but no. it was, it, it's the only thing I can think of right in that moment that had the same kind of like real. It's okay. Really you can intense. say it's not a documentary. It's just, you know, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean it's, it's, it is, but it isn't. It you know is, what I mean? Yeah. No, it's a dramatization of something yeah, that exactly. actually happened. But, you know, it is, it, it's just that, that one of those movies, I don't know. It's hard for me to rewatch those, particularly. Yep. I need lighter things. Yeah, I can't definitely. believe they called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade a guilty pleasure. Movie. I know. I saw that on the list too. That made no sense to me. I that's one of my favorites out of the series. That's my favorite Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's the lightest one. It's sort of lighthearted compared to the other ones because of the contrast between him and his father. Yeah, like that whole play, that. Po- playing I, back and forth, that the comedic aspect between the two of them mm-hmm. kind of made it a lighter Is than that the first the one, one. Where they so. had to, where they had to pick out the chalice. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. That's right. Yes. Okay. On the crusade for the to hold the grail. I like that one. I I don't know. I mean, to me, that's not a guilty pleasure movie. To me, no, that's not just at all. Like, I mean, that's I, that's a strong movie in the whole series. I love all the Indiana Jones movies in general. Yeah. Like I watch them. The fourth one. Even the one with the aliens. No. 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 I only it count sounds the first three. like it's well. It sounds like the fifth one, and I could be wrong. They're going to kind of almost um, retcon it, kind of like they did Jurassic Park three. Like that doesn't really exist, and they're going to kind of play with it. You know what I mean? Because there's two. I think there's two more coming out. I know they're already working on five. And I forget who's it. There's somebody. There's a female going to be in it, and she's almost going to like. What the idea is that she's going to take over because obviously Harrison Ford can't keep doing this. He's in his seventies. Um, he can't keep doing these, so he's going to kind of he's going to be in it. But then he might be handing off the fedora or the whip, if you will, to the next person 
to continue the series because it's you know it's still making money. Even Kingdom Skull or Crystal Skull made money. I don't know how. Powerful. It was awful. Was it was awful. it was horrible. That's also, not even a guilty Kate pleasure. Also, Kate was just she's such a good actress, but oh my god, so that happens constantly, right? We have great actors and actresses that just get put into get cast in bad movies and just bad movies. And you can't even you can't blame them. There's the script they're no. given, the direction they're given. They can just only do so much with the script and the direction that they're given. Well, and I think sometimes too, it's hard to know exactly how it's gonna because look at how many people pass up on like passed up on Forrest Gump. If you ever read anything about mm-hmm. that, yep. like. The, you know, to the point it almost wasn't going to get made until yeah. Tom Hanks read it. Like, at least 10 people or something, I think. I forget. It was a really high number of people who passed on it yeah. and then watched it and were like, why did I pass on this? But it also depends on who's in the role, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if it was if it had been John, John Travolta is one of the names I remember. If it had been John Travolta, it might not have been nearly as good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely. the actor definitely the actor and actress make the make the movie. Make the movie. I mean, he he really made that. But yeah, it what been are some of the other ones that are on the list you're looking at? So one of the ones that's on the list, which is one of my number one, not necessarily one of my favorite movies of all time, but probably one of my number one guilty pleasure movies is Ella Enchanted. With Aunt, you, can you, you even imagine? You're gonna bust I, out laughing. I can turn your mic down <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> but yes, can you imagine? I have to go away from the mic. Exactly. Like he told it's me this the, the other night. That's why that I'm not laughing. I was like, what? Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure I prepped you beforehand too. What? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we've been married I like Anne Hathaway as an actress anyway. I, I liked um, the what do you call it? Now I'm forgetting. Uh, with oh boy, Princess Diaries. No, I was not a Princess Diaries fan. <gasps> Ready to wear? Oh, Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Prada. That's the one. Devil, that, Devil yeah, but Wears that Prada. was a good one. That's a great movie. No, no, I know. I like that movie too. But I like her in that movie. But I like Stanley Tucci anyway. So he kind of helped make that movie for me. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Emily Blunt's also in that movie. Yeah. Meryl Streep is in that Meryl movie. movie. Yeah, <sighs> I love El Enchanted. I don't know why. I watch that movie every time. It's goofy. It's silly. Um, but it's just lighthearted and fun. I like that kind yeah. of, you know, I like movies yeah. like that anyway, like, mm-hmm. you know, Princess Bride and, you know, Cinderella and, you know, that sort of, you know, Renaissance what time about period. Cinderella, like the black Cinderella with Brandy? I've never seen it. Never seen oh, it. You've I love to if you like that kind of movie. I like the um, uh, Drew Barrymore version. Oh, that one was Scott. really, really good. Yeah, that's one of my yeah. favorite movies. I, I love that movie for some reason. It's just, it's sort of a realistic take on it, if you will. Do you know what else is on this list? What's that? Is the Princess Diaries. Yeah, the Princess Diaries oh, is on the list. Not the one of my favorite Diaries. movies, but yeah, we, we loved the Princess Diaries. I loved that too. I thought they were great. We, I thought they, they even were the really, second really one. Good. No, I can appreciate that people like those movies. Like, I can see why people like those movies. It's, it's certainly not like my least favorite. Or why would you watch that movie? It's just not for me. I guess it's not my wheelhouse. I don't really, you know, I've seen them. I've actually seen all well, of I mean, them. Let's, just, let's be fair, Marco. Them, right? Was there two the or three? Princess Diaries and Princess Diaries Two. I don't think you were their main target. That audience. was definitely not their target. Audience. I mean, <laughs> I mean one can never hope. was, never will Honey, be. It's no Mary Kate and Ashley. That's Our lips right. Are sealed. It, it, it's true. It's, it really, and you. Hey, that winning was London aimed, was that up was there too. Right at me. <laughs> the, but Ellen Chanter was certainly not aimed at me either. I know, but you are you are a man of mystery, dear. You are an enigma. <laughs> I am wrapped in you know. Wrapped in a mystery and smothered in secret sauce. So, all right, what do we? What else do we have? What other movies do you have that are on your list? That are on your personal list? I have one. There's another one on the list. Um, Bloodsport by Jean Claude Van Damme. Again, it's one of those you know '80s karate movies. It was '88 actually. Yeah, it's sort of the one that propelled him into being uh, an action star. That and Kickboxer, um, and still one of those movies I will watch every single time it's on. I love that movie. My, my friends and I, my cousin and I, still quote that movie. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite movies. My fa- one of my favorite martial arts movies of all time is Bloodsport. 
I've never seen Bloodsport. Uh, yeah, that, that will, does not shock me at all. I know that will shock the viewer, the, the listenership here. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Bloodsport, Manth? I'm sorry, Blood what now? Exactly, Bloodsport. Yep. So there's a lot of movies, so just so the listeners know, Amy and I do this constantly. We talk about movies, and it shocks me to no end. Every time I go, hey, do you remember this? And she goes, yeah, I've never seen it. That is the common thread in our house. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, and it shocks me to the core. I didn't watch as many movies and TV you growing did up. not. Absolutely I did, did not. not. Our parents made us read books. Uh, they'll see they them, did. and that's the problem. And do other things. That was the problem. <laughs> Honey, how about jo- Johnny Dangerously? I know how you oh, feel about that movie. That is in one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. It's bad. No, it is a fi- what bad? You're out of your mind. It, it is, is bad. The best movies of all. Of okay, scene. but like, is Definitely it one snakes on a plane? Ma- bad or like no. kind of? No, snakes on a plane, which you know was funny. It had some moments. Like, there's a couple of moments in that movie that are funny. Johnny Dangerously was funny from beginning to end. It's, but it's a different type of movie. It's a it's a spoof movie. Snakes on a Plane was meant to be comical and funny, but it's not a spoof movie per se. Which Johnny Dangerously was a mobster spoof movie the whole way through, and that's what it was meant to be. It's really fargin' funny. Oh, it's really fargin' funny. So have you never seen it? You have to watch that movie. I think you will appreciate that movie. John, so uh, Michael Keaton plays Johnny Dangerously. You know, grows up in the you know Brooklyn and you know the, uh, the Brooklyn or the Bronx with his you know his mom, who you know she's ailing the entire time. He's a good kid. They're, him and his younger brother, their father was you know arrested and put you know to electric chair for being a criminal basically, and so the mom always wanted him to grow up right, and he started to, but then she needed money, so he yeah. turned to a life of crime. Because he was really good at it, and so he becomes a mobster behind his mother's back and behind his brother's back, who ends up being like the district attorney um, throughout the movie. So he's got like this dual life where the mom and brother think he's just a successful nightclub owner, but in the background he's actually a, uh, like the the lead, the head mobster, and the you know the head mobster of the gang was actually played by Peter Boyle from Everybody Loves Raymond, and uh, then he ends up handing over the keys to. Michael Keaton's character, John Dan. Joe Piscopo's in it, um, who kind of plays his rival, even though they're in the same game, but he's kind of his rival in the, within the gang. A lot of funny moments on that one. I mean, every time Joe Piscopo, somebody does something to Joe Piscopo, and he's like, you shouldn't do this to me. This person did this to me once. Once. One time, like, Johnny hangs him on a hook on the door, and he's like, you shouldn't hang me on a hook, Johnny. My sister hung me on a hook once. Once. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, kicks him in the balls. You shouldn't kick me in the balls, Johnny. My grandmother kicked me in the balls once. Once. <laughs> it always happens throughout the whole movie. Um, so, and it basically turns on him becoming, you know, being the gangster and then finding out that crime doesn't pay. That's like the whole movie. It ends up, you know, the end of the movie. He owns a, a wow, pet store. Wow. Yeah. He owns a pet store. The whole movie starts out with a kid coming in to steal a cat or a dog. He starts to steal a dog. Meanwhile, Johnny's like, he's literally with a tape, uh, a, a pricing gun, pricing the cats. Like just on their back, just like putting little <laughs> price tags on their back, like putting them down, hitting a price tag on it, right? So it's, it's that that kind of spoof movie, right? He's got a tray of food and he's walking through the pet store and he's you know giving the pets their food. He's like, all right, that guy, you didn't have the fish with you, but I think you'll like this what I have today. And he walks past the cage and goes flying out of the cage. He's like, guess not. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So like you know he gets then it gets he gets arrested because his brother gets him arrested essentially because he gets you know um uh what do you call it? he gets set up. On a mm-hmm. crime that he didn't commit for killing like the commissioner or something like that, and so he gets put to electric chair. And he's walking down death row as they're like taking him to the chair, and the priest is the guy, one of the guys in his gang who's just completely rambling. You know, they say Dominus Bisco, then he starts, he just starts like rambling. He gets the bus. They miss the bus. When's the next bus? Like he just, you know, he just starts. He's taking the real thing and then just starts trailing off into different things, like Magnum Cum Laude. 
the, the radio's too loudy. <laughs> He's just going off, right? Magna so cum laude is a real thing. No, I know. That's the real part. And then he just, he doesn't know what else to say. So he just starts roofing on that it's one real thing. It's not magna cum laude. It's magna cum laude. <laughs> yeah, but that's, the, the, he just keeps going with it, right? So that's, one, again, it's just a spoof movie all the way through. And it turns out, you know, crime doesn't pay. So that's, that's one of my all-time favorite uh, comedies and movies of all time. I know. Definitely watch that movie. I, I'm going to give a thumbs up to that one. All right, what's our next one? So, I mean, I, I don't know that this, see, but all the things that I'm coming up with, I feel like are generally pretty highly regarded. Like, um, I was just thinking my cousin Vinny, but I think, I think people. Oh no. Yeah. That's, I don't know if that'd be a, yeah, that's probably not been a on guilty the list. pleasure. Yeah, but no, I, I don't know. I, I think it kind of is. It's, it's one of those, like, it's a, it was a great movie and it, she won an award for it. Mm-hmm. Right. She yeah, got back. She, she, yeah. she, yeah, she won their Oscar for that one. It was like her breakout. I was like brand new person coming out of the gates and yeah, all of a sudden Oscar it was weird. Kind of came out of nowhere, but yeah, I mean the movie itself isn't like high up on it, but I think a lot of it, like you said, it's kind of like comedies and sci-fi. So is guilty yeah. pleasure ones that aren't like critically acclaimed necessarily. Well, comedies and sci-fi stuff generally aren't, aren't anyway. So, yeah. you know I mean? You could almost put anything into that role. Because they're just not going to be put up there. Oh, I love that movie. I just think it's so funny. Yeah, I do too. Really, I, I, I mean, it, I, I laugh every time. I know what they're going to say. I can, you know, pretty much recite all of her speech on the stand. I just yep. think it's hysterical. Like yeah, it's it's. Oh, really it's an extremely quotable movie. It's a very quotable movie. What do you, you've seen it, obviously. Yes, that is also another Christmas movie that we watch. Christmas movie? It's always it's always on on USA or TNT. When I was growing up, it was always on, so we always put it on. Hmm. That's interesting. I remember it around Christmas, but I remember watching it with you a lot. I remember we watched it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of my favorite movies. Some of the some of the best lines in that movie, right? Like when okay, so do the do the speech. No, I'm not doing the whole speech now that I'm pressured. It's like falling out of my head. Nice. Like it's now that I'm like. Now, now that I'm like, all I can come up with is Chevy didn't make a sixty. Chevy didn't make a. See, I can't even think of it. Now. Chevy hard. didn't make a sixty. A uh, sixty-seven in mint green. No, it's not. That's <laughs> not, not it. Is it's a sixty-four? It's a three. Four eighty-six in the mint green until sixty-four. However, in nineteen sixty-four, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees from top dead center. <laughs> Over top dead center. <laughs> she lifts her hands up. <laughs> That's right. It's pretty cute too, right? <laughs> this one. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a suit? <laughs> what is that thing you're wearing? It's a suit. <laughs> I got it from a secondhand store. I my suit got it got got mud on it. So I took it to the one hour cleaner. This town doesn't have a one hour cleaner. So I had to find a, a new place to get a new suit. The only place to get a new suit was closed. For the flu. Did you catch that? <laughs> the entire store was closed with the flu. So I had to go to this secondhand store. So it was either wear the leather jacket, which I know you hate, <laughs> or wear this ridiculous thing. So I wore this ridiculous thing for, for you. you. <laughs> Are you mocking me? No, Judge, I'm not mocking you. <laughs> I don't like your attitude. I'm a fucking surprise. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. I have known to be quoting way too many movies and get them right for the most part. I'm about 90% accurate. For all of those listening, Amy is now crying. Yes. Yeah. She's laughing so yeah. hard, just so everyone knows. Well, the fact that I can go through that much of the scene without yeah. stopping is a little disconcerting to people. Disconcerting well, to people. And, and people should know, like, this is probably the reason that we're married, because you can do that. And yeah. I think it's funny, <laughs> yeah. not that and it doesn't freak me out. Yeah, The two Utes. What's a Ute? <laughs> Sorry, the two Utes. The defendants. <laughs> he looks at the judge, and Gwen looks. Fred Gwen looks at him like you asshole. Two defendants, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mrs. Riley, and only Mrs. Riley. 
How many fingers do I have now? That's my favorite. I love that line. How many levels of thickness have you gone <laughs> through in the last two years, dear? <laughs> Must be time for it. Might be time for a thicker set. But I do that all the time in the school when I'm teaching because I'll, I'll ask a question and like four kids will answer, but I'm asked like one person specifically. I'll say their name. And then everybody else answers. I'm like, Mrs. Riley. And only Mrs. Riley. <laughs> but I'll say the kid's name. But the parents get it. So half the time I'm teaching, 90% of like what I'm talking to the kids and if I'm having fun with the kids, it's for the parents who are in the back of the room. Because kids have no clue what I'm talking about. This movie's oh, yeah, in no. the 80s. They have no clue what I'm talking about. So it's really for the parents in the background. So the kids are having fun because we're laughing and goofing. And the parents get to have fun in the back of the room because we're laughing. All right, Sam, over to you. You All said right. you had a bunch. So I don't know if these necessarily qualify as guilty pleasures, but like sort of anything in the same genre, like she's the man with Amanda Bynes, you know, before she you know, went they're definitely a little qualifies. loco. Um, where she, where it's basically, I think let's it's, just clump the Amanda Bynes, the the, the Mary Olsen Kate twins. And Ashley. Let's let's clump all of those into guilty do pleasures. Cruel, does Cruel Intentions go in there? Yeah, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions is on the list, and yet I yeah, do not I find like, it to I be a guilty pleasure I movie. I feel like a lot of people have watched that movie, like they've seen that, and I saw live. it in the theaters. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it was That's you know among people, it was like, what is it on IMDb? Like or Rotten Tomato? What's the? I don't know. I think that's kind of like a, a, a barometer too, right? If it has a high Rotten Tomato score, then how could it be? You know what I mean? Let me look. I will well, look love that up. Well, Love Actually and 10 Things I Hate About You are also on the list. Oh. That makes no... 10 Things I Hate About no, You I've never seen. I don't think... Oh, you, I, would, you would like it. But I love Love Actually. Love Actually. So and let's talk about Love Actually for a minute movie. because I think Love Actually is adorable. And I we watch so it every Christmas. Yep. I mean, we watch a lot of things every Christmas. Let's not get it wrong. We watch <laughs> a lot of Christmas movies in our we house. We do. But do we watch a lot of them or do we watch the same four or five over and over again? No, right, we, we watch, watch Elf. We watch different ones. We watch Christmas Vacation. We watch Elf. We watch Christmas Vacation. We watch Scrooge. We watch Grinch with uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yes, with Jim Carrey. We watch. Uh, but that's also on there. All the Santa Claus yeah. movies. Yeah, those are yours. You love the Santa Claus movies. We watch. Um, what's the one that you like with um, the homeless kid and? Oh, the Santa Claus. The, no, Santa Claus the movie. Santa yeah. Claus the movie. Yeah, with David Hiddleston from. Um, uh, he was on a bunch of stuff actually, but he he played Santa Claus. He was one of my favorite Santa Clauses because he's like he like he looks like Santa Claus. He sounds like Santa Claus. He's big guy. Um, we had uh, Mer Burgess Meredith in there played Father Time, uh, and that's one with Dudley Moore who plays the elf that kind of gets like he thinks nobody likes him or he's not good at being Santa's assistant, so he takes off to New York. And hooks up with Jonathan Lithgow, who's like a really dirtbag toy maker. And he gets him to make these lollipops that makes kids fly. Because he takes like a jar of the dust that they feed the reindeer. And he put they mix it into the lollipop mix and it makes kids fly. So, and it, that's one of my, and then of course, see, they want to up it. They want to have Christmas too in the middle of the year. And, you know, they're trying to basically take down Santa Claus. And they're going to be the, the toy, you know, provider for the whole world. And then they, he ups the formula, which basically is going to explode. So then Santa Claus, of course, has to come and save the day. And that's your recap on Santa Claus the movie. Go see it. Wow, I not not one of my favorites, but I end up having oh. to watch it. At but least it's a once. great movie because it not only is it very Christmassy, I mean it's all mm -hmm. Christmas, but it has some of the best imagery for Christmas. Like when you see Santa's workshop and all the elves and the things that the, the toys, it's mm -hmm. it's very stylistic. It's very awesome like in that Christmas genre. It really it makes you feel like Christmas when you watch it. We also remember we watched that one a couple of years ago, Claus too. Like the the one, the new one on Netflix. Yes, that one was really good. That was good. The one we, we did not like though the Kurt 
Russell and Goldie Hawn one. Not the first one. The second one, I think, was a little bit better. But, yeah, we didn't like the first one very much at all. No, it, we were kind of like, no. Yeah. I forget what it was called. I looked up Cruel Intentions on IMDb, and yeah. it's 6.8. Okay. What is it? Is that Rotten Tomato score? I can, uh, well, that's about what She's the Man and I think Love Actually and 10 Things I Hate About You have a slightly higher. They're, like, in the sevens. Right. Well, 10 Things I Hate About You is, I think that's a, cr- a tremendous, tremendous movie. I it like is. it because it's, mm-hmm. like it it's a Shakespeare spoof. Yep. Yep. I think Julius Biles is great. Heath Ledger is just, like... He's so dreamy. I would totally date Heath Ledger <laughs> in that movie. Dreamy. He is wonderful in that movie. Even if you go back to supporting characters, though, you have Gabrielle Union coming yeah. right out of the gate. You have her father. I forget who plays Julia Stiles' father in that movie. He's also great. He's um, played a million things. He's you've got a million things. Allison B. Janney. I wonder as if they have any technology that can help us find I, out. I, I wonder. <laughs> you have, I'm trying to do Rotten Tomatoes for Cruel Intentions. I know. I understand You have that. Allison Janney support. as the... Um, as the counselor mm-hmm. writing the writing the um, writing the romance novel, yeah, fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes for Cool Intentions. By okay, the way. so that's not a high number. <laughs> that's no. not a super high number. No. Uh, so okay, so that could be, I guess, a, a, a guilty pleasure movie. I have one that I love, and Amy, you hate this one with all the core of your being is Labyrinth. With David Bowie. Oh, God, is so he is the creepiest. Yeah, but he's meant to be creepy. He's supposed to be creepy. It's a Jim Henson movie. Um, yeah, David Bowie. You have Jennifer Connelly. This was kind of like her first big role. Um, this movie was back from 86. Okay, so not lo- Pan's Labyrinth. No, no, no. no the no, original, no, no. The Labyrinth. It's not The Labyrinth. It's just called Labyrinth with David Bowie from 86, where he basically, you know, needs to create, like, more, like, little trolls and whatever. He's the a goblin. Excuse me. He's the goblin king. And he has a labyrinth, and that you have to go through it. She, he basically comes and he wants her. He wants Jennifer Connelly, and he wants her to accept him and to love him. So he makes her. He steals her baby brother because she's supposed to babysit him. And it's like I don't want. And she believes in them. You know, it's also like this imaginary world that she believes in, like within books, but then turns out to be like real, if you will. And so he comes and steals the baby so that she'll walk, she'll go through the labyrinth to get to him, to to you know, to his castle to so retrieve the baby. Creepy imaginary oh. dude kidnaps oh. child in order to force girl to love him. Do you see why it's a guilty pleasure uh-huh. movie now? It's right? exactly right. So and it's a Jim Henson movie, so let's just what, do it. You know, it's around the same time as Dark Crystal. So it's it's also in that same a very creepy. creepy movie, and I watched the hell out of Dark Crystal when I was a kid. But nowadays, it's still it creeps me out more than Labyrinth. So I've, I don't watch it as much as I I've do. I've never Labyrinth. watched. I've never made it all the way through Dark Crystal. It's not an easy set. It can be a very. I loved. I like the new Netflix series that they canceled like after one season, which I thought was really good, a good series. Mm-hmm. But they canceled it. That's kind of Netflix's way. But uh, it's definitely the Labyrinth is way better than Dark Crystal. See, how could you not want to watch that movie now? Don't you just want to run home and watch it immediately? <laughs> no, it gives me the heebie-jeebies and I want to run away. Kind of so like... It seems like to me like there's always a sex... A ser- and you would say the same thing. There's certain movies that you love in- inherently, but you want other people to see. Even experience once, whether they love it or hate it, it's like mm-hmm. you should give yourself that option to watch it at least once if you have never okay. seen it. Here's another because one. it's two hours out of your life. Yeah, here's another one, right? That people... I think a lot of people love this movie, and I find it inherently creepy. Beetlejuice. Love that. It's on my it's top It's creepy as hell. It's supposed to be creepy. Yeah. First of all, it's a Tim Burton movie. So once you stick Tim Burton on the top of that movie list, you know it's going to be a creepy movie. I mean, give me one of his movies that's not really inherently creepy. Right? They're all even the even the original Batman movie, especially the second one, Batman Returns, which he did. There's creepy tones to it. The second one with the penguin. Oh, they yeah. couldn't even sell those toys at McDonald's. Like the people wouldn't. 
why the Happy Meal sales went down because the Danny DeVito penguin was so creepy that oh, kids yeah, didn't was. want to have the toy. He was. And he, he didn't care. Really... He, Tim Burns like, I don't care. This is the penguin. This is what we have. And I'm dealing with it. And they yeah. just, they it was really it. bad. It was. Well, he's eating a, he ate a guy's nose. Like he bit the guy's nose. He's eating raw fish. I mean, it was weird. And they don't forget the fact that at the beginning of the movie, they dumped the kid in the river. In the oh, basket. I that part. But yeah, yes. that was, that was Pee Wee Herman. That was Paul Rubens. And the wife in that, uh, Cobblepot's wife was the woman from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The one that they're sitting on the, the dinosaur together, the, the, the waitress. Oh, yeah? That's his, yeah, that's her. That's her. Oh. She played his wife and then it was a little, because, you know. Tim Burton, uh, <laughs> Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Tim Burton. So yeah, yeah. Little, no, little, it, little I mean that, that's there. another one. I think lots of people love that movie. Love the movie. Lots of people love, love, love. And I, I know it's from Winona Ryder's breakout role, and Michael Keaton is really. T- I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. One of my favorite Michael Keaton role, and I can quote. Like, it's another movie I can quote inside and out. Like, and it's always lost on me because I can't. Yes. <laughs> so many movies I love you, but there's so many movies I quote on you. Like I got no idea what you're talking. She looks I have at no me. No idea. Yeah. So it's 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 a chore for me. It's like I have to find that one that's gonna make her laugh. Right, like the My Cousin Vinny. I got to make her laugh like it's that. Not <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a chore. You signed up for this. No, it's a chore because I have to find it. I have to find that one. No, I didn't sign up for that. I signed up to love. I didn't sign up to find the movie quote. That's that, you know, part of loving that's make her. her love. <laughs> Let's find that movie quote. Oh, boy, I'm this sorry. podcast is taking a turn. Yeah. All right, so back to <laughs> Labyrinth. Nice try. Back to Labyrinth. So no, not. Um, I found the father in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. It's Larry Miller. Okay. Oh, yeah, Larry yeah, Miller. Yeah, Larry yeah. Miller. Like, yeah, there's, there's yeah, a lot comedian. of people. Larissa Olnick is the sister in that movie. It must have been one of her first roles, Heath Ledger. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. Um, Gabrielle Union. And there's a lot of people. Andrew Keegan. Um, it's real. I don't know. I really liked it. I think it's really, it's one of the better Shakespeare adaptations um, that were done, I think. All and right. Because it's, it's Taming of the Shrew. It's tam- yeah. yeah. Right. And then uh, She's the Man is, is it Two Gentlemen from Verona or, a mer- or The Merchant of Venice? I, I don't remember. Two I Gentlemen of Verona, I believe. Yeah. yeah. If that- we're not wrong, write in. <laughs> yeah. EngageEntertainmentRants.com. Let us know. Or hit us up on our social media, Entertainment Rants. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Let's talk about, let's see, again, I'm going to probably pick some movies you haven't seen. Uh, okay. So here's one that, again, creeps me out to no end. Yet I watch... I don't know why I watch it. It's called Time Bandits. It's an 80s I, movie. I've never seen it, but it's, you... It's, it's essentially... You've it's, told me about it. It's a group of little people who are basically work their God's assistants, and they steal the map of time. Okay, so just a quick question. When you say little people, do you mean children or little people? Little people. No, I would have said okay. children if it was children. Okay, yeah. I'm just I'm just asking. No. No, I'm using the Paint correct PC term. I'm using the correct PC term. Uh, little people who who steal God's map of time. So there's all these doorways through time that they can go through and you know go into different parts of history. So they steal that because basically what they want to do is become rich. I don't know why they work for God, but obviously the pay isn't great. So they steal the map of time and go throughout history collecting treasures. Okay, and dope. they end up in England at one point. They kind of get into this kid's bedroom. Like, they come through his closet or whatever. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And then, you know, God's coming. God's like, you stole my map. Give me my shit back. And he just becomes this, like, an astral head at first. And the, he chases them. And, like, all of a sudden, the kid's, like, bedroom just, like, turns into this, like, ginormously long hallway and then falls into another door. And he gets caught up in it. And now he's, like, on this adventure with it. 
No. Right. So that's my point. Like as a kid watching this movie, like, oh my God, this kid basically just gets kidnapped throughout time with a bunch of little people that he doesn't know. And they're all like, you know, trying to steal and do all these crazy things. And then he gets separated from them at one point. They end up on the Titanic at one point, like right before, like as it's about to crash. That's a feel good movie. Oh yeah. But then it's like all this other like, you know, fantasy stuff, right? They're on a a boat with Catherine um, Hellman. Um, you know, from she was Mona from uh, oh, yeah, the boss, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. she's there, and like she, her husband likes this giant troll dude who's like got a bad back, uh, and they end up solving it because they throw him in the water. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, this is wonderful!" And you know, then it ends up being on like this, the the boat, like it lands on this giant, like giant's head, and he comes out of the water, but the boat's still on top of it, and they're all like, "What the hell do we do?" Right? And so it's like this, it's just weird. It's another one, much like the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Have you ever seen that? Probably by the stairs. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say you didn't. Um, nope. It's one of those like situations just keeps going from one little situation to another. That's just one gets weirder than the next. So as a kid, you're watching this really surreal, weird imagery. And you're like, this is really scary. <laughs> like I would never want any of this crap to happen to me. Because, you know, there's a lot of separation problem. There's a lot of being left alone. There's a lot of abandonment issue things going on there. I I don't know. I had a pretty, I had a very active imagination as a kid. So a lot of these things, like I couldn't. It was hard yeah. for me to tolerate. Yeah, absolutely. Because then I would like, I mean, I had a hard time with Maleficent. Yeah. Like I was always convinced she was under my bed in the closet, sure. hiding in the bathroom at night. If I had to get up and go to the bathroom, like she was a terror, like she, she terrified me. So a lot of this stuff I just couldn't even manage. Right. Um, I so, mean, when I was little, I used to, because someone had misery on, literally Kathy Bates and that little like, when she breaks the guy's legs. Who I, had misery on? Someone in our house? Yes. Not me. It wasn't you. <laughs> and literally, Kathy Bates. Two other people in that house that could have had it on. Two other people not your in mother. the house could have had it on. I would probably say, not your mother. Yeah. And literally, like, Kathy Bates. I just used to picture, like, I'd wake up in the middle of the yeah. night, and I'm, oh, my God, she'd be at the end of my bed. Yeah. So, Time Bandit, going back to Time Bandits, it basically ends up with, like, they end up at the devil's place like at, at his castle oh yeah so the devil with his two little you know oh my minions. god this gets worse oh, it and gets worse. way worse they basically get kidnapped by the devil put in these big cages that are hanging over nothingness and they have to get out of the cages that are hanging over nothingness and they have to defeat the devil and god comes down and basically defeats the devil uh, but the devil is like oh my god super creepy dude um i forget who was played by i'm actually looking it up so the movie's from 81 you know what that just made me think of which is, I bet, what you would call a guilty pleasure movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you've seen it. You probably, you never have. Willow. I've seen it. Not one of my favorite movies, but yes, definitely a creepy movie. Oh, I movie. really liked, I, very creepy. I, but that one I liked. Like, that one I liked and I sat through and saw a few times. Right. I remember going to see it in the theater with Ryan, Ryan and like our cousin and my, our godmother took us to see that. I remember, and I liked it, like, because it ends up happy. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of uh, really, really high creep factor in that yeah. one. What were we doing to children in the 80s? We were scaring this. So this is an 80, the what time was 81. You got doing? Sean Connery in it. You got John just, Cleese is in it. Ian Holm is in it. Michael Palin was in it. Is this like the decade of scaring kids straight? Like, yeah. what is this? But you have to remember it was just say no. So there was a lot of no and, you know. But there was just wasn't a lot of like, um, you it, know, this is not appropriate <laughs> for kids. Um, time Bandits no, was PG. No, and it's so a PG wasn't Willow. It's not so a G movie, but it's PG no, movie. No, so, so wasn't kids Willow. Are, I'm yeah, sure so Will, Willow, they would never take him to see God something. God versus the devil. They turn the devil into this, like, basically this uh, rock that if you touch it, you just turn into a hermit crab. So the, the, the God's like, don't touch that. It's pure evil. If you touch it, you turn into a hermit crab. So they come and they collect it, right? They have to collect it properly, put in this, like, waste disposable thing. And a piece of it gets put in, like, it ends up in that the kid back, is back home. 
right? And all of a sudden, they, there's a fire in his house, and the firemen come and they take him out of the house. And the the um, like one of the firemen's, oh, I, I found the cause of the fire. Here's your toaster oven. There's something burning in it, and it's a piece of the devil. And the kid recognizes it, and the parents both touch it and turn to hermit crabs. So they're gone. He's like, don't touch that. Poof, they're gone. Now he's gone through this whole movie without his parents, like separate, and now they're gone. Like I'm like, really? That's how you end the movie, and you expect me to sleep after just watching the devil and the piece kills the parents? Like, yeah, I'm not sleeping till at least the next six years. That was great. So that was one of those movies, like, sleeping, I had to, like, think of happy thoughts like oh think of Disney World think of going to see Mickey like well, I'm just yeah, but see, trying to sleep that's my issue with horror movies like it's not a horror no, movie no thank you I'd rather not like I don't want it to disturb my sleep I don't want to have to like go into therapy because I've seen this movie and now I'm scared of things like nah yeah. I'm all set uh, uh, yeah, no, there's no definitely, way. Definitely a therapy-inducing movie. No, neither of us are. Time are Bandits, big. and again, Baron Munchausen was was very much. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, we have uh, that. I've seen it. Yeah, we, our, have it on, we have it on our Apple. Yep, and I've never had an impulse to watch it. That ever. one's not like this. There's not like a devil imagery and things like that, or God or devil. It's just him who's like, you know, he's an eccentric. It's like starts off as a play, and he like he's the real, they're doing a play about Baron Munchausen that he arrives like, no, none of this happened this way, and it's his band of people, and then like the, the Turks are on the outside of this village basically trying to, you know, take over the village, and he has to go out and save the village from the Turks, and he goes, and they, so they, the, almost like the play turns into the real adventure, like inadvertently, and he goes and collects, and it's, you know, it's all these, it, it's an amazing movie. Robin Williams is in it briefly. Is it really weird? I, yes. He's the king of the moon, the king and the queen, but their heads come off. Okay. And they go flying around. No, thank <laughs> the you. The weird part is that they're they're having sex in the bed, and then Robert Williams is there, but the queen let her head go away to save the baron. Yeah. Because they had kidnapped the baron. Again, people in cages. He, the queen goes, and, and Robin Williams is in the bed. He's like, well, you're really quiet tonight while they're having sex. And he realizes, oh, your head's not here. Oh, you're with him, aren't you? So he has to go find the head. So you're not making me want to see this movie at all. Oh, I realize it just made that. Me, Sam thing, has her hands in yeah. her face. The thing about the Turks just made me think of, this might be another guilty pleasure movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, hell yes. Thank God. Something normal. Okay. <laughs> right? My big fat Greek wedding. explain a movie or what? Right? That, right? I think that that's totally a guilty pleasure movie. Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we watched that the night before I got married. Oh, yeah. We watched that and Father of the Bride the night before our wedding. But um, that's that's one I think could be a guilty pleasure movie. Kristen and I Kristen and I went to see that in the theater. Um, who we've been, best, we've been friends for 25 years, we figured out last night. Like, we're both feeling... Pretty upset about that. <laughs> yeah. We're both feeling. We're both having a lot upset of feelings that you're about that. For twenty five years, well, that just it's that been twenty five years. Just that we're yeah. old enough to have been friends for twenty five years. We went to see it in theater, and we were just those obnoxious. How old are you in kindergarten? How old? Basically, uh, six. Okay, so you turned six that year. Yeah. So John and I have been friends for twenty nine years. So we met in kindergarten, and became friends. No, you and John have been friends longer than that. We were six. I'm forty five now. So I'm sorry, thirty nine years. Wow, there's math for you. So Thank the Newton, you. Newton Public Schools did a great job for me with math. Yes. 39 years. Thank you, Wakefield Public Schools, <laughs> exactly. for what you've done for us over here. <laughs> 39 um, years. So take yeah. that with your 25. I've been yeah. friends with John for 39 years. Well, so there's now that. that. I did the math properly. There, now that you, math is hard, dear, math right? Is, math is hard. That's why I'm in charge of our money. <laughs> That's right. You be in charge <laughs> but, of the books because I'm not. But um, my big fat Greek wedding, I think, is, I, I think that could be like a guilty pleasure movie. Kristen and I watched it in the theater and howled. We were those obnoxious people, but mm. also because there is resonance to that in terms of like, the Italian family at a wedding, and I certainly felt like there was a lot of that when we got married. Not nearly as much as there could have been, but you know, 
Like they, they take over the whole thing. People were really very good when we got married, but there were definitely opinions. Oh, well, so it's well, but opinions. then you take it. So like you saw it with another Italian. You both understand that culture. Yeah, we. Lived I saw it. that movie with my two Irish best friends. They had no idea what was going on, and, and it's I'm horrific. And they're horrified. They had these horrified faces on, yep. and I'm sitting there laughing hysterically and crying. Yeah. Because I understand because it. Because you're living it. Yeah. Because you're living, living it. it. No, there it is. Funny. So she, like, I mean, she totally got it. We were, and in general, people in the theater, I think when it was pretty well received when we saw it, but yeah. like we were just, it, we were just howling because it's so true. It's yeah. so funny. Like the absolute worst case scenario of how something can go like that in an involved family, which it's wonderful to have close family around, yeah. but there can be the downside to that too. And I, yeah. Jen, our, our, when we got married, it was definitely not our, my big fat Italian wedding, but it was, no, um, no, definitely people not. were very good. Yeah. People offered opinions, but then if we said, no, thank you, yeah. they were, they were really very good. Yeah. Definitely. I have to say. Absolutely. And you know, you can, people just want to help. So, yeah, absolutely. but that, that's another one. I think that is a, that, that's probably a guilty pleasure. Well, the movie. second one's probably more so a guilty pleasure movie. The second one's bad. Well, that's what it is. So is it a guilty pleasure movie? Cause it really is anybody watching it. We went like, to does see anybody it. continue to watch that movie so like under the skies? We, like, I don't like this. Well, we went to it. see that in the theater, and we were the only people there. Right. That's true. Yeah, we, but I mean, we went to like you were you were working late. You closed that night, so we went to see it at like a midnight show. It was really late, yeah. but I think maybe there maybe two other people came in, but it was just us. Yeah, I still had fun. No, I mean we had fun, but would I would I pay money to see that movie again? No, probably not. Yeah, not even to like rent it. Right, so it's one of those it wasn't, movies. You know, yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, you know. It's nothing to write home about. Yeah, right. exactly. It was gotcha. fine. I'm glad I saw it. Now, yeah, moving you on. You've moved on. Well, that's it. There's some movies like I was talking about, like Johnny Dangerously. It's one of those movies you should experience once and then don't ever have to watch it again. But at least you said, like, yeah, I've seen that movie. Because it's, it is a pretty popular movie where people quote it. People talk. Not just me. People talk about it. And it's like, you know, oh, I've never seen that before. So you've never gotten the chance to experience it and say, yes, oh, I hated it. Or no, I actually do like that. Because let's face it. There's got to be movies. Like, I know there's plenty of movies. I, I'm not a I'm not the target audience for Love Actually, but I love that movie. And if I had been dead since again, no, it's a love silly love story movie. I'm not going to watch that. I don't care about it. I wouldn't be enjoying that movie when we get to watch it because I just put my foot down and said, no, I don't like those type of movies. I'm not averagely watching those type. I don't actively seek out those movies. But if my girlfriend wants to see that movie, now my wife obviously wants to see that movie, I'll watch it. That's fine, and I don't have to watch it again. But at least I've said I've watched it with you. You never saw it before we were together. I think I'd seen it once, once or twice. But you really liked that movie, so I got into watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. We've already yeah. reviewed that. Yeah, no, um, it's, but it's a great I movie. I do not happen to share his opinion on Johnny Dangerously. I think you can live a life well without <laughs> having seen it. But, Samantha, you'll have to watch it and but be the like judge. Do you like comedies? Do you like spoof movies? Yes. I like comedies. I like spoof movies. But it's I... It's a movie to give a try to because it's a comedy. It's you, a spoof it, movie. Yeah. And and it, I tend to be more of the, like, Anchorman. Blades of Glory. Right. So if, oh, if you like yeah. that kind of stuff, then you probably like Johnny Dangerously. It's, My, it's silly, stupid fun. Or anything like, broken. Those are just like, silly, stupid Anything fun. broken lizard. So like Super Troopers, one yeah. of my all-time favorites. There you go. You like a Super Troopers movie, you're going to like it. You, you could like a Johnny Dangerously. It's, it's just reali reali unrealistic yeah, you might slapstick, like it. funny movie with lots of great 
imagery, a lot of great scenery, a lot of great quotables. When he goes, when the younger brother, he basically wants to quit law school because he wants to get married because he's only going to have sex with his wife when he gets married. And so Johnny's like, come here, I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't leave college, law school to do this. That's ridiculous theory. And he shows him a video, like this spoof video. It's called Your Testicles and You. And so this doctor basically <laughs> explains what happens if you have too much sex and your testicles like a balloon, he blows it up. If you have too much sex, he pops it. That can happen. And they takes you over to the testicle institute, basically. And these just dudes walking around with ginormous, like huge, bigger than beach ball stuff. And they're walking down the hallways like, okay, this so again, can happen to you. Okay, so again, from the 80s, misinformation about sex education <laughs> yep. to all the children. Okay, good. Just so we're on the same page. But a spoof comedy. So yeah, of course you're going to be over you know, satiring it. It was yep. abstinence education in the 80s. It wasn't sex ed. And that was the point. It was the whole abstinence. Like yep. that's what he was, was talking about. Like, you education. should be abstinent yep. because this could happen to you. That, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Scaring them straight <laughs> with giant it's, testicles. That's exactly what it was. Just yep. saying, again, just say no. Carry it through. Just say Carry no. Carry it through to giant testicles. And there you have Johnny Dangerously in a nutshell. All right. So you, if I watch Johnny Dangerously, Marco, have you seen Beer Fest? Beer Fest. I know of it. I've never watched it. All right. So then you have to see Beer Fest. All right. I'm down with that. I'm down with putting two hours in to, to test it, to see a movie that other people really like and see. I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I've seen Freaky Friday. Not my wheelhouse, but somebody I forget who I wanted to watch. It's like, all right, let's just watch it. It's, it's fine. It's not bad. No, but it's not a movie maimed at me. No, or or me either. But right. I think it's not, you know, did you see the one with Jamie Lee Curtis that's and Lindsay Lohan? That's what I'm talking about. There's an old one too. Yeah. There's that, one like. That concept has been redone a billion times, yeah. right? Vice versa with, um, uh, what's his name from the Wonder Years and. Fred Savage. Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. They did vice versa. <laughs> you have Father, uh, is it Father, Fa no, um. There's one with Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore, where they do. It's basically the same thing. It's that, oh, that Arthur, isn't that Arthur? No, 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 no. This is, uh, oh god, is it father, father. No, I'll, I'll look it up because yeah. it's the same thing where they brain swap essentially. Yeah. Or I mean, even Face Off is in some ways that right. Yeah. Like, but wasn't is, Face Off a whole thing about one of them was a criminal? Yeah, and they cut they cut the faces off. But in some ways, it is. It's about you know, it's it's the same thing. This whole like swapping lives. Yeah. What is that one with the guys on the yacht? That you, the, right at the end, they're the guys on the yacht that, like, oh, God, I'm trying to think about it. Well, I feel it. like you also have to, like, within any Guilty Pleasure movie yeah. podcast, you have to also just, there's a separate subgenre of Nicolas Cage movies that must be talked about. Like Father Like Son is what I'm talking about. Like Father Like Son is the one you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. It's Kirk um, Cameron and Dudley Moore. Yeah. Same idea, right? This little magical head, like, you know, voodoo head essentially, <laughs> yeah. essentially makes them change. It took me a while to come up with Fred Savage because I was thinking, like, all I could think was Kevin Arnold's, which right. was his name which on is, the Wonder yeah, Years. Yeah, the name of the show. And I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. So, even though I never watched You know, they're remaking the Wonder Years. I know, I know. Uh, Dula, isn't it Dulé Hill? Dulé Hill's the dad. He's the dad. And yeah, I can't remember awesome. the name of the kid, but it looks it looks really... It does look really good. It was on the other night. It was on at your parents, actually, when I was over there picking Christian up the other night. And nice. it was seemed pretty good. Nice. I feel like something I might watch. Yeah. Yeah, why not? It looks good. We love Dulé Hill. We loved him in Psych. Mm -hmm. They go back to Psych again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Psych. He was excellent in um, oh, great West Wing. West Wing. Yeah, yeah West Wing. I loved West Wing. That's actually why I watched. That's why I watched. Started watching Psych because I saw the West Wing. Right. And I really liked him in the West Wing. Yep. So, uh, West Wing is uh, that. That's not a guilty pleasure. No, that that's just, just a highly regarded. That's TV just show. a wonderful TV show. Absolutely. All right, Sam. You got another one for us. Still well, I feel like someone. Amy brought up Face Off. Nick Cage is in Face Off, so then I gotta go down the list oh. of Nick Cage movies. I mean, let's just say Nick Cage, right? Nick Cage. Just, no, just I think so there's much a of lot. His stuff is guilty there's just so oh, much to pick apart there. Con Air. Yes, Con Air is on the list. Con Air is on a list. Con Air. I mean, not. I, I saw it. Mm -hmm. I've definitely seen worse movies. Oh, absolutely. I've definitely seen worse movies. 
not in a huge rush to watch it again. No. It's another one I went and saw in the theater. I forget why. Yeah. But, you know, wasn't bad. Yeah. I remember, what I remember more is that Leanne Rimes was like the, they, the, there was a song, whatever the song from the movie was. Yeah. And she was, uh, what I remember most about it is that she sang the song and she was only 15 at the time. And I remember thinking like how beautiful her voice was. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this thing about all the convicts on the plane. John Malkovich is in it, too, yep. playing his usual creepy. Yeah, Steve Buscemi's in there. Um, oh, I forgot about Steve yeah, Buscemi. Yeah, he plays the craziest guy in the whole ball. That's right, yeah. He's, and that's my favorite. Oh, the he's one who's sitting, going after the kids. Yeah, he's he's my favorite one. He's like, this is, talk about irony. This is the definition of irony. A bunch of idiots on a plane singing a song by made by a guy who's, a bunch of guys who died in a plane crash. Oh, yeah, because this thing, yes. <laughs> that's singing, my favorite line in the whole movie. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is, but it so that's one I think. A Nick, and I, th- I think in all the Nick Cage movies, that's one of the most grounded ones in the fact that he's not like overly Nick Cage. There's not a ton of that Nick Cage, you know, screaming at the camera type of you know insanity. He's mm. most reserved, one of the most reserved. Gone movies. in sixty seconds. Yeah, he does that in Gone in yeah. sixty seconds. He's you know there's a yeah. lot of where, Moonstruck where do you find obviously, him? but oh Moonstruck, yeah, this is a great movie. I but mean, a lot even of, National Treasure and National Treasure Two, he loses it a little bit. Uh, the I Rock. Mean, the Rock, yeah. he has that kind of couple, couple of moments like, in The Rock. I, I don't love I The Rock. I love The Rock. I don't love it. I love that movie. I had That's a hard time with I it. I would give it another try. No, I why did you have a hard time with it? I love that movie. I just so had a hard time getting into it. I, I feel like the beginning with Sean Conn, I don't know. There was just something in the beginning that made it hard for me to get into it. I'd, I'd give it another try. I feel like yeah. it's such a good movie. I'd totally give that one another yeah, it's try. It's a good action flick. It might have just been, you know, been, you know some com- nights. It's a popcorn movie, right? You're not going to, you know, you're not going to solve the mysteries of the world yeah. on it, but it's fun to watch for a couple hours. You know, some nights you're just not in the mood for something new or something yep. like that you have to think about too much. Yes. It might have just been that. Could have been. Yeah. It might have just been that. I'd, I'd try it again. Yeah. It's a fun. I love that movie. We'll, we'll have to watch that What movie. is The Rock? The Alcatraz? Yeah. yeah. We should, we, we should, I would like to go to The Rock when we're in yes, San Francisco. That's right. Yeah. We should definitely do that's that. That's one of my. My things I'd Apparently, like to do. you have to book those tickets now and mu- very early in advance, especially yeah. because of COVID. Yeah, I'd imagine well, that there's a little sort of limited. We'll like, find. We'll yeah, find out. Limited number of people going in at a time to keep the group smaller. I'd imagine. We'll find out. There's other things to do there. Here's too. one on the list, and then one of my favorites: Ace Ventura, Peck Detective. Oh, good lord! Yep. <laughs> I is that, watch that is movie that the all day one long. where the dolphin gets kidnapped, or was yes. that later? No, the Ace Ventura, the pet, the original, the dolphin one. The yeah. second one is when he's going to find the white, the bat. And he's right. in Africa finding the bat. Let's go into a subcategory here of Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, then. He's oh, got God, whole, yeah. Because he's, he's got, got a whole category all by himself. How about The Mask? Yeah. No, The Mask is a wonderful Jim no, Carrey movie. No, it's not. It's yes. creepy. It's, that doesn't make it a bad movie. There's a yes, lot of creepy, great, creepy movies. But that was a great comedy. It was a great, great comedy. He's like, he's almost at one of his best because, like, the Ace Ventura movie, he was just starting out in making movies. By the time he got to The Mask, he was a little bit more seasoned and he understood what was you know he needed to do. But I think the direction on that movie was good and he what he was able, what they told him to do with the direction they allowed him to go on because with, without clear direction he just starts going like he becomes full-on jim carrey so the, like the robin Willi- well like robin williams the second and pet detective movie the second one where he's in africa mm-hmm. it was kind of like they said okay you did this these parts of the first movie were really good when you were being really ace now just do that for an hour and 45 minutes and it kind of was too much mm-hmm. it was, even though yeah. i enjoyed the second one it was he was constantly on mm-hmm. it was an hour and 45 minutes of him being ace ventura over the top you know, doing all this stuff. Yeah. The first one had its moments, yeah. right? It was definitely more reserved because they didn't understand what he could do. But I think the mask was meant to be that way. So they really let him go Maybe. on. It, I, I, I had a harder time with the mask. I love um, that movie. I liked it. I saw another one. I saw, I went to see it in the theaters with my dad. Um, I don't know why. 
Yeah. That's not usually his kind of a thing, but yeah, do you have other ones? Because man, all the other the only other Jim Carrey movies I can think of right now are like The Truman Show, which I would not consider over the top. No, no. Well, or, you've got um, you've got the Dumb and Dumber series. That oh, they did. how could I forget that? I, I, honestly, to me, the first one's the only good one. Like I, I've seen the other ones, I don't really care about them. Like I don't really care to watch them over again. Well, the first one I'll watch over and over again. Well, and he was in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and that's on that multiple constant. lists. I we like that. that. We watched that I really so like many that times. I love that movie. And really I do, but that's it. that's his kind of a role, right? Yeah. Where he's supposed to be like that, and it yeah. makes sense to be like that. You know my um, favorite scene. Which one? The one when he flips the table. Oh yeah, that is my favorite <laughs> one. When he goes and he like he tries to he pulls the tablecloth off, and then like everything stays there. So that was a mistake. They were all supposed to come off, and so he'd been practicing it. So it, that's a little trivia. He wasn't. That stuff wasn't meant to stay. And the, if they happen to shoot the one time. It stayed. He he stayed. He did it right. And so he then impromptu, like completely off the cuff, runs back and takes everything off the table, and which is funny enough. But then as he turns to walk away, he flips the table backwards. That I lose it every time. She's like, one more bang. Screw you. When he can do these over the top comedic roles when they're written that way. But that was impromptu. That was totally spoofed on the the end of it. Yeah. But I think like he's got, he's really a good comedian and he's got a lot of ability to do that. And I appreciate him more in that than like, for example, um, I was just thinking, like the Truman Show. I didn't. The Truman Show wasn't a comedy, but I didn't particularly care for it. Like it was just it not. Is a, it was out of his wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I like that and it movie. Wasn't, and, and as a whole, the whole concept mm-hmm. I don't really like, yeah. obviously. But you know, the fact that they kept him basically a prisoner. Yeah. You know, what I mean, as an experiment for a TV yeah. show. Like obviously, the concept behind it was weird. But yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's not really his wheelhouse, right? Yeah. It's not an Ace Ventura movie. And it didn't. But at the same time, and I've never seen uh, Man in the Moon, but they say like. The Andy Coffin movie was. Oh, ter- I've seen that. That was a that was a tough sit. It's a, it's a good movie because it's like it what they're trying to do works, mm-hmm. but knowing the backstory and how much like he got method on that character, yeah, was really makes it a tough sit to watch. It really does. I've seen it. I've only watched it once, and I don't really. It's one of those I don't have plans of watching again. Like you said, like Schindler's List. Like I don't. It kind of makes you itchy. Like it kind of makes you a squirrel in your seat, but not yeah. in a good way. So you're like, yeah. I don't know. I've seen it. I understand what the concept is about. I understand what yeah, all the hype is about, one. but I'm okay. I've never seen that one. He, I think he definitely, like, he fits into those. Um, oh, Liar Liar, too. I just oh, thought. Ugh. That is one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies of all time. Of all time. Not only is it one of his funniest, because it's, it's him somewhat under control, but... You know, so it's not just off the top, Jim. You know, Ace Ventura, but it also has some of the best outtakes of any movie ever, ever, ever. The the outtake scenes. Have you ever watched the outtakes? No. Have you, Sam? Have you watched the outtakes on that movie? I've never seen that movie all the way through. Well, okay, so we have to first of all get to watch it all the way through. But the second, you have to watch the outtakes. Remember the courtroom scene at the end when he actually gets her to win. He gets Jennifer Tilly's character. He she actually wins the the decision. So there's that point where he's like, you know, uh, he's going over her driver's license because that's essentially how he gets her, you know, to win. And he's like, you know, five eight blonde. She's like, I'm a brunette. He's like, should we check? And he's like, you know, 118. Like, yeah, in your bra, right? And then the 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 um, the prosecutor, she's like, objection. You know, she starts freaking out on him. She's like, shut up. You know, he goes to the whole back scene. So in the outtake, he's like, she's like, I object. He goes, you would. And there's supposed to be this whole back and forth. She goes, over actor. <laughs> He's like, he loses it. He can't even finish his next line. She's like, Tom Shadyak, put him up, put that up, put me up to that. He's like, oh, sure he did. Then he walks away from camera, going, they're on to me. <laughs> he walks away. He, I, I don't know, but there are, I think, definitely a lot of his movies could be guilty pleasure. I yeah. would call Liar Liar a guilty pleasure. Oh, liar Liar, Bruce Almighty. <gasps> 
I was. Bruce. Oh, I love. I don't like Evan Almighty as even though I love Steve Carell. Yeah, but the movie just wasn't. the I same. I knew there was one. I knew there was one. Well, that and he then did they like remade Fun and Dick. It's Fun with Dick and Jane. Yeah, not oh, a big fan. No. Which wasn't like a big me, fan my, of that I did one. Not like me myself and Irene. No, because that's creepy. Yes, no, again, either. it's a creepy. He does not need to be in the creepy factor movies. Okay, how about There's Something About Mary? Again, what? creepy. It's a little creepy. It's definitely a lot stalkerish. It's an extremely stalkerish movie, but it's a funny movie. The Fairly Brothers make a funny movie, but from a certain point of view. Yeah. If, you know what I mean? The, I'd the prefer whole... to watch White Chicks. No, not if I was only playing on the inside of my eyelids. Um, but if it was the, with uh, me, um, something about Mary, if you, it's hard to put past the whole stalkerish scenes. Like that is really tough to put power. If you can get past it, then it's a funny movie. But that is very easily, especially now. Like, oh, yeah. Again, it's but one of those movies before, that 2021, even, I don't know if they could float that kind of a movie in 2021. Even before 2021, though, like I didn't, it wasn't my favorite. Um, no, absolutely not. It wasn't. It, I, but I could see, we, see, we know why. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, you were definitely not the target audience for that. You know, well, not only am I not the target audience, then you factor in what I do and that stuff I think hits me differently yeah. than other people. Absolutely. But, no, I, no, I um, can see that. Absolutely. And I don't think it's just people in your profession. I think they're definitely, again, it's a heavily stalker movie. You know what I mean? It's. You know, it's it's an hour and forty, let's say an hour or two hours worth of stalkerish time. You know, it's a, it's definitely strange. Unlike that Brandon Routh Superman movie, which was like there was a scene where he's just floating outside her window, watching her and her you know husband, which is a little weird for a Superman movie. Yeah, Superman Returns. He's just he's literally just out there hovering, watching her, like in her home because he's you know he misses her and he's jealous that you know she's married. You know, and so it's, he's just sitting out there watching. He's a stalker Superman. It was really weird. It's like touted as well. Like, why would why did they not cut that out of the movie? Okay. Definitely shouldn't have been in there. There you go. All right, Sam, any other ones on our final notes? Um, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Never seen it. I know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. I've never had a chance to watch it. So basically, Talk to me about Hot Fuzz. you've got the same group of guys. It's almost like Broken, Broken Lizard. Like, if you've seen the Super Trooper or like, the beer fest, it's the same group of guys. They do a couple of different ones. It's the Shaun of the Dead guys. Okay. Um, and basically, there's this wonder cop in Britain, and Bill Nye is the police commissioner in London, and they're all mad at him because he's making them all look bad. He's getting too many arrests. He's doing too good of a job. So they send him off to this little, tiny, supposedly quiet English village where he uncovers this massive plot. All of these people are murdered. All of these people are disappearing. And everyone's saying, oh, no, it's the best place to live. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing would happen here. Turns out, you know, they have town councils in England. Mm -hmm. The town council is in on this big plot. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. um, We're all about the spoilers here. All about the spoilers. To basically make this town voted the best place to live in England. Because the head of the town council, his wife wanted to do it one year. She didn't get to. And she killed herself. So... Ever since then, this entire group of town council people have been coming together and literally killing anyone that could besmirch the name of the town. So, like, there's this terrible actor and um, his, like, 22-year-old, like, um, mistress who were, like, in charge of the play. The play is absolutely unwatchable. Okay. Um, All of a sudden, they end up dead in a road accident. Mm. And the cops just, like... How could they die in a road accident? His head's chopped off. Well, I guess they were driving too fast then. <laughs> and right. just things that don't make sense. His kappa gets detated from his head. Just gets decapitated. <laughs> and they'll and he's like It's an office reference if you haven't been paying attention. His kappa gets detated from, from his, his head. head. 
<laughs> walking around headless. I'm sorry. Hot Fuzz is not my brand of movie. It's not honestly. As, as much as I love spoofs, it just never struck me as something I needed to watch. Maybe I do, but for some reason, it just wasn't. I was like, I have to see that movie. You two can have movie night, and well, I will go find something else to there do. There you go. You take the sun and go do something. Well, I'm not taking him. You put him to bed and have movie night. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Okay. All right. We're about an hour and ten. Amy, did you want to finish up with any last movie or No, I think we've hit all of mine. Like we've hit, hit all, all of the I think we hit Me most too. of mine. Me too. Yeah. All right. I feel like Marco and I have way more guilty pleasure movies than you do. I feel like you watch pretty like normal things and Marco and I are just like in, in our little corners like hmm. I think Amy I think what you're trying to say is Amy's more selective. Yeah. And we'll just watch any shit that yeah. comes along. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. And on that note, thank you everybody for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Uh if you ever want to be a guest on our show, hit us up online. Our website is entertainmentrants.com. The email is engage at entertainmentrants.com. You can find us on all of our social media at entertainment rants and on Twitter at entertain rants. Uh we're glad you were here. If you'd leave us a review, we would love to hear from you. Let us know if you like the podcast, if other should listen to it and we'd love to be able to read your reviews on our podcast so i want to say thank you i want to say thank you to sam and of course amy all right for being on the podcast today if you liked them let us know so we can have them on again sometime you want everybody want to say goodbye bye till next time all right everybody keep on ranting